Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. And we want to welcome you all into the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you have your coffee and are ready for a great conversation. And before we get started, I do want to tell you guys a couple of ways to plug in with us. And um, number one is the mothership of all of our information. That's um, thehousinghour.com. That's where you'll find your treasure trove of shows that you can certainly share with friends and family alike. Um, and we are also on Facebook, Facebook. It's this new thing that's out. It's a little social media thing. I'm joking. Facebook.com slash the housing hour. And if you like to Twitter, we do too. And it's at the housing hour Pinterest. That's Mark's thing. He, he, <laughs> I know nothing about Pinterest, <laughs> but anyway, so, um, we would just so thankful for our sponsor mortgage investors group. Um, you know, one of the things that I love about our company, just to toot our own horn a little bit, we've always measured uh, mortgage investors group against um, like uh, companies, for instance, companies that are independent of um, large bank, you know, deposits. Um, we always say that we're the number one independent mortgage lender in the state of Tennessee, which is absolutely true. Um, I'm very happy to announce that very soon, not quite yet. We are very soon going to be able to say we're the number one mortgage lender in the state of Tennessee. So this is a pre-brag. It's a pre-bragging brag. brag. (laughs) No, but because it's important, I think, for all of our listeners, you know, at least for me, I know I want to work Mm -hmm. with someone who has experience, but they also have the time and also the talent to get the job done. And that's what we do. Um, And so you can include your regions, your Wells Fargo's. We, We pretty much have passed both of them. And, and, and it may sound like I'm bragging, and maybe I am a little, but I think it is something to be proud of, um, and it's something that we've worked hard for. And I think it's another interesting thing that we're going to become the number one lender in the state in our 25th year that we're celebrating this year. That's awesome. I think it's outstanding. And it also goes to show that uh, the president of the company, both presidents, mm-hmm. Chuck Tonk and Chrissy Ray, your mom, mm-hmm. um, have put a lot of resources into our company to expand it and to make sure that we are the number one. And even during the recession, great recession, we were still expanding. Absolutely. We were still hiring when everybody else was uh, laying people off. We weren't. That's true. Even though Tennessee is not expanding Medicare, we are expanding <laughs> our, our company. You're right. Home care. Home from. care. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but um, I, I'm just really though also just really pleased to to have in studio today. We have a couple of really great um, pieces of the real estate community here in Knoxville, and Scott Griggs is the principal broker at Tennessee Valley Realty Associates, and Robert Carter is one of our loan officers here at Mortgage Investors Group. First of all, guys, thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, guys. You know, I tell you, there's one big thing that we always preach, and that is relationships. And I remember when Robert first started, and I remember how important it was to him, for him to, to go around and talk to people and understand what it was he was getting involved in. And, you know, he wanted to know how this all worked. And, you know, and I, and I remember our conversation very clearly, and I talked about relationships being one of the biggest and most important things to being su- successful in life, but especially in this business. And that's one thing Robert's done. I mean, he's really 
went out there and tried to build the relationships and he's tried to brand himself. And I think he's doing a tremendous job with that. And so a person that's on his team, Scott Griggs, he's um, opened up his own company, Tennessee Valley Realty Associates. And, um, you know, they work together. So they, you know, you'll find them working in the tra- same transactions, you know, uh, Robert will help with the loan and Scott will help people find the house. And that's kind of how it works. And so they're in today to talk a little bit about what they do and why they do it. And so first, Scott, why don't we just talk to you just a few moments here? I mean, you know, there's a lot of companies in Knoxville that you could have, you know, hung your license with. Um, You know, there's several out there. And I love the fact that you have that entrepreneurial spirit and you wanted to come out and just kind of start your own company, have more control. You can make sure your customer service is such a way. But talk to me a little bit about maybe why you got in the business and, and why you decided to kind of go out on your own. That's an open-ended question. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, opened Tennessee Valley Realty Associates four years ago. Um, five years previous to that, I was with a local company here, some that may know as Rocky Top Realty. Uh, the ownership has changed the structuring of that company. Um, but, but before that, I was actually a loan officer. Mm-hmm. I was in the mortgage arena. And uh, the curiosity was really getting at me as to how can I – be a better loan officer? How can I understand the process from start to finish? You know, you know a different angle, which was real estate. Um, and real estate speculation is something that I was brought up in. You know, my family has always bought and sold properties and uh, done some property management and that type of thing. So it's always been an interest to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started exploring real estate, I dabbled in it for about three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll be honest, guys, it was probably the biggest regret I ever had. I, I, I wish I just jumped in head first. But um, there was a little bit of security in the mortgage world. You know, I had I've been through a couple of market cycles. Uh, had still you know weathered the storms and the big you know the big changes, even through uh, the big respa changes that came about a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but got into to real estate full time about eight years ago is when I decided you know this is really where my heart's at. Mm. Um, I love working with first time home buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's nothing more satisfying than being part of a, that milestone in someone's life. Um, a lot of friendships I've made have started, um, from a real estate lead that came mm. from a mortgage broker, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Um, you know, we're, uh, we're located right down the street here from the, from uh, the radio station. Mm-hmm. We're in Hamburg. Um, there's 10 of us. Uh, we, we do, uh, residential real estate. We do some property management, uh, doing a little bit of commercial, uh, leasing as well right now. Mm. And, um, well, now I you have a new family. I mean, you you've been married. Obviously, <laughs> you have a, a, a new baby. How old is your little uh, little girl? Nora is nine months. Nine months old. So, and and you you know, I saw when you talked about first time home buyers. You know, you had that sparkle in your eye, and because you are experiencing not that you're a first time home buyer, but for first time home buyers, a lot of times all of this is so new to them. You know, getting pre qualified for a home, going out and searching for a home. You know, there's so much that you might have rented before, but owning a home is a whole new thing. And to have a trusted advisor on your team like you, like Robert, that's just vitally important. And and in Robert, talk about what you see from, you know, when, especially working with Scott, you get referrals from Scott. Certainly Scott gets referrals from you. There's, there's all kinds of ways this works, but when you do have an opportunity to work with somebody like Scott, what do you see in that, that relationship where it's grounded when you, you see somebody working hard for their borrower. And I see you doing that as well. Well, one thing that makes Scott stand out is his background in lending. He speaks the same language as a loan officer myself. Mm-hmm. The, uh, a lot of real estate agents out there, and you know, it's a learning curve for them to learn 
the mortgage side of things. Mm-hmm. The, uh, they have to know how to appropriately write up the contracts so that we can get the uh, the purchase complete for them. And that's never a problem with Scott on your team. Yeah. And I think one of the big things for me, and I tell you, I see it all the time, is that you have some professionals, and I'm not going to call anybody at all. No, I'm not even talking about real estate, but you go out there and you want to purchase something or you want a service done. And the folks that are just in the business themselves, they don't know all the time what they're doing. And you want to work with somebody that, that knows how to get you from point A down to where you're closing. And, and that's what it's so important. And, and I think that one of the things, Scott, that you might want to talk about is your team because you can't do this alone, right? No way. There's right. just no way. You really need to have that group cohesiveness, uh, at least a staff that, that's willing to help out um, in a clutch situation. And you guys know being in the business, um, real estate closings can be uh, a little bit anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you've got a lot of moving pieces. You've got families that are packed up on a moving truck and – uh, you know, you, you pull into the title company, you see three or four moving trucks. You got three, four closings, right. uh, a domino effect, one after the next. And mm-hmm. um, it's very important, you know, and, and and I'll say something nice about Robert here is, is at I, least one thing, at least one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I showed up um, for a reason today. <laughs> it's very important that you have open lines of communication. Um, miscommunic- small miscommunications can really fester and, and, and affect people in a negative way when it comes down to a real estate closing. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody wants any surprises. One thing I love about Robert is when we know that we're going to close on Friday, usually by Wednesday, Thursday at the latest, we've got a full closing package ready mm-hmm. for all parties to review, and that really helps mm-hmm. um, close the deal professionally. Right. Uh, no surprises. Sitting down to closing, I always tell people, should be a formality. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a challenging portion of the transaction. Yeah. And it would be nice if I was a realtor, if, if my wife also closed loans, that would be so helpful. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another great thing. Of course, you, one of your family members, your wife works uh, in our clothing department, does an outstanding job. And I think that's another cool thing is that, you know, we try so hard, like you just mentioned, the cohesiveness of the team. It doesn't just start with Robert and it starts with you guys, but it doesn't stop there. You have your own closer, your own process, and we are a team and that's that's the way we're able to get the job done when we get it done so what are you guys seeing out there right now and in, in in the market scott i'll ask you first i mean things seem like they've really heated up well they really have kevin last year was was probably personally my best year in five um in the real estate market as far as production you know volume t- things that we use to kind of track our success um, this year is no different. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on track, you know, about the same as last year. Um, I don't know about Robert over here. I know he stays busy, but, um, last winter we did not even, uh, slow down, uh, through the colder months, mm-hmm. which traditionally are, are slower because I think most yeah. families when given the option wouldn't move in January when there's ice on the ground and, right. uh, and that type of thing. But, uh, even this year, uh, we've got a shortage of, of homes in my opinion. Uh, I'm seeing more and more multiple offer situations, you know, mm-hmm. more buyers looking at the same house, making offers within a short period of time, uh, creating a bidding war, which mm-hmm. is great for sellers, mm-hmm. uh, kind of tips the scales back towards what, you know, people like to call a seller's market. Um, so, Scott, let me ask you on that point, um, what would you recommend? You have buyers out there that are listening. What would you recommend those buyers do to make themselves more competitively um, in a position to get that house that has four or five people bidding on it. Excellent question. Step one, most important, get pre-approved. If you're financing any portion of the sales price, 
and I don't care if you've got 80% down, but you still need 20% of that, of that purchase price finance, let's get the pre-approval. Because if we're going to go into a multiple offer situation, we need to be prepared. We mm-hmm. need to be armed for battle. Uh, we need to have everything lined That's up. That's why they call it a bidding war. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. And, and it, it can be very anxious, you know, and, the, and these bids happen quickly. Friday afternoon, we look at a property at 5 p.m., you know, we're on the phone until 10, 30, 11 o'clock that evening working at the details, trying to close on this con, get this contract closed so that another buyer can't come in tomorrow morning and bid and make it a multiple offer situation. If you don't have that pre-approval in hand, that's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, your process is going to take days instead of hours uh, to, to, to solidify that contract. And that's a good point, too, because you have somebody like Robert that, you know, hey, here's what the sales price is. Here's what they want. Here's what they need to borrow. Here's what they need as far as financing goes. So you're on the horn. You're getting them pre-qualified. You're getting the job done at night. Well, one thing that sets MIG apart from other lenders is we won't issue a pre-qualification letter that's not worth the paper it's written on. Whenever I issue a pre-qualification letter to Scott and the borrower, Mm -hmm. I have fully documented that file. I have all the paperwork that we need to feel secure that that loan can close Mm -hmm. so that whenever they do find a house, we can close rapidly and efficiently. That's very good to know. Can you do my loan? <laughs> that's how good I like that. Yeah, that's I'm, very good. <laughs> I'll be available for you after the show, Kevin. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you know, you mentioned a moment ago, and I want to talk more about the steps of what people should do. And I also, in the second segment, to talk about sellers and maybe some things that they need to understand and look for. And I think that a lot of sellers became somewhat disenfranchised back in 2009, 2010, and even to today. They think that Oh, I've, I tried selling before and, you know, there just wasn't a lot of people out there buying. There are people out there buying. This is a great opportunity to list a home. And you mentioned also inventory shortage. So I want to explain that further a little because we have a lot of lenders and realtors listening, but we also have a growing community of just active buyers that are out listening, you know, the right now, maybe even out driving around looking for a home. And so we want to try to hit on all of those uh, subjects because I think it's so important to what we're doing. But we want to thank everybody for coming in definitely to the Housing Hour. We want to make sure you guys go to thehousinghour.com and check out that page where you can look at all of our shows. You can share them on social networking. You can do whatever you need to do to, to reaffirm what we talked about today. And we have the links for Scott and Robert right there on that front page. We'll be right back after these messages. somewhere to go but won't you make yourself at home and stay with me and don't you ever leave the housing hour with kevin ray continues helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it again kevin ray You're here with the mortgage doctor, Kevin Ray. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back into the Housing Hour. We want to thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, very excited uh, to have our guests in here in studio with us. And we're talking about the real estate community, talking about mortgages, talking about the importance of getting pre-qualified, talking about all that's going on in the real estate market right now. And, um, you know, one of the things that I think is interesting about Robert is, is that um, he had he did his mortgage with uh, mortgage investors group, you know, and that that's always a good sign when somebody, you know, that does business with you 
now wants to come work for you. Talk about that experience that you had. Oh, yes. At the time, I was a Department of Defense contractor as an international airline pilot. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rick Boyd at the home office took Mm -hmm. care of my my financing of my home loan. And uh, I was all around the world trying to get paperwork to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee to to purchase. Mm -hmm. And they made it seem seamless friendly and professional. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a little bit different world than I was used to seeing as a uh, you know, DOD guy. And I was just like, hey, well, uh, maybe I should go talk to these folks. Right. And they uh, you know, met you, sat down and talked with you a little bit about, uh, you know, what's it like to get into the business. Mm-hmm. And uh, three years later, uh, here I am. The rest is history. Yep. Well, and I remember when you, when you came and talked to me, I loved the analogy or the comparison from a, being a pilot and being a loan officer because you have to have a flight plan. You have to understand the instrument panel. You have to know if something goes wrong, you need to know exactly what the process is to get it fixed. Well, and also yeah. similarly, the uh, I'm managing a team. Mm. You know, whenever I'm a captain of a jet, the I've got the flight attendants, the ground crew, whatnot there. The uh, Who's the flight attendant in this scenario? <laughs> <laughs> I Tread lightly. I'm, I'm yeah, not no, sure no, I should no, answer no, that question. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I totally get it. But uh, oh, that's yeah, a good an- I've, I've got the same management mentality to running my team Mm -hmm. and the uh, you're also looking for outside uh, input from your realtors that are out there in the field to let you know what's going on in the market absolutely and let's talk about the market more because when we were getting ready to go to break we mentioned um, there are some some steps people need to take to make sure that they are properly armed if you will to go into an offer situation and mark mentioned you know, the fact that, you know what, it is a bidding war. And, and I think you mentioned the multiple offer situation and, and you mentioned the very first step, which was getting pre-qualified. And then, and you can tell me the other steps as well, but I, I see another very important uh, thing along with getting pre-qualified is to also find someone like yourself that you can trust and put your trust into and let them know, Hey, here's what I'm looking for. Because not all realtors are the same. I mean, I think all realtors would agree. Some are, their niche is doing this, their niche is doing that. You're a full service realtor. So would you say that that, is that step two or is that step one? Or tell me what your thoughts are. Well, selecting someone to represent you in a real estate transaction is always going to be important. Whether whether you're looking to sell your home or you're looking to purchase your next one. Um, The real estate industry, in my opinion, has really changed. Um, and if I had to pick a single defining moment, I'd say Google. Mm. People say, you're crazy. I say, well, no. Now people are craved uh, for information. Uh, anytime that you're looking for information, whether it be you know, a, a home online, uh, you can go to Google and type it in, and you can find hundreds of real estate websites, plethora of information. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, buyers that come to me are more educated than they've ever been. Mm. Uh, they, they're armed with tax data, uh, previous sale information. Um, you know, they, they tell me about the apps they use, Trulia, Zillow, you know, Realtor.com, and, and, and there's, there's tons of them. Uh, what I think the Realtor position has evolved into today is a great Realtor is going to be not a salesperson, but more of a consultant. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody that's going to help you map out from step one, you know, getting the pre-approval, shopping for the home, making the offer on the home, putting the contingencies in place in the contract to protect their interest, inspection, termite, uh, et cetera, uh, appraisal, uh, the loan type. You know, there are so many things that today's realtor needs to be armed with. And unfortunately, no, not all realtors are created right. equal, guys. And, and let, let me ask you, Scott, because um, 
part of the change that's occurred in the in the last five six years underwriting guidelines have changed so there's a different attitude going on so i have two questions for you in this bidding war what happens is the sales price typically gets bid up if there's a listing agent you've done your job you've done a cma and those types of things what's your opinion of values coming in from appraisals when there has been a bidding war driving up the price and then two how are you preparing the seller you prepare the buyer for a bidding war. How are you preparing the seller who calls you and say, hey, I'm thinking about listing uh, my home? How is that uh, – ha- what type of information you giving him based on some of the current underwriting guideline changes? I was going to give you softball questions. <laughs> no, he came I've got to step it up a level here, but that's okay. No, great great questions, both of them. Um, first off, you know, let's talk about the appraisal. We are seeing multiple offer situations. Uh, they are bidding up uh, some prices uh, above the list price. And uh, I think, guys, we've got a, uh, a little bit later in the show, mm-hmm. uh, we've got a gentleman that'll share his experience with just that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not the house we landed on, but the first one, mm-hmm. um, uh, getting into the bidding war. But yeah, we, we are seeing prices coming in higher than the full list. Um, and, you know, appraisers are going to examine the, the purchase and sale agreement, the contract. Um, so the appraiser goes in with eyes wide open, knowing what has transpired when he's, you know, asked to come up with the comparables. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all know in the mortgage world, appraisals can be pretty subjective <laughs> at yeah. times. But in my opinion, uh, and, if, and if all things are equal in the market, in a fair market, I think that uh, a price that a buyer's willing to pay is a pretty strong impression uh, or reflection of the value. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if a buyer comes in and says, you know what, I don't want to lose this home. I'm willing to spend 5000 more than list price to outbid another buyer. Sometimes I feel like I need to step back and, hey, let the appraiser do his thing. But Right. Uh, who's going to argue with that buyer that they don't think it's worth more? Right. Now, I can see your point. I can also see the Las Vegas situation where it just it was just absurd. I mean, we're talking maybe one and a half, two percent in, you know, in, in situations, maybe three or four percent. I mean, I don't know. But in some of the markets where we definitely I feel don't want to go is where somebody they literally had a line of people like in California. It happened all the time in 05, 06. You had a line of people. And you would go submit your offer, and they would take the highest bidder, and it normally was fifty to one hundred and fifty thousand yeah. more than list price. I mean, I wish know. that was my market, right? So, <laughs> so I think there's a balance there. That's what I hear you saying. In a safe balance, in the, the appraiser's eyes are wide open, and I mean, people understand that there, it's a good housing market right now. But what I think we also should talk about. So, first step get pre-qualified and, and that could go in tandem with getting a realtor. I think that that certainly makes a lot of sense. Um, step two would be all about finding where the person wants to live, find out more you doing the interviewing process. Cause see, we're going to interview them for the mortgage, but man, just as important is going to find out what their needs are. You don't want to all of a sudden be at three homes that you've scheduled and find out the wife saying, I told you I wanted to go to bluegrass, you know, my kids, I'm not sure why I'm talking like that, but you know <laughs> what I mean? You need, to, you are a very important piece of the puzzle in how it is that you interview your potential clients. Is that not accurate? Absolutely, how do you go Kevin. about that and, process? Well, I'll tell you just like when, when I encounter a buyer for the first time, you know, the first thing I want to let them know is that, you know, I value their time. Uh, and I appreciate that they've, you know, selected me to help them out that they, you know, I'm always, honored when somebody selects me because I know there's many other like me, mm-hmm. uh, not just like me. Yeah. You're yeah, unique. There, there, in there's your own many life. others. <laughs> right. Um, but what I, what I tell the folks is that um, I don't want to take them around and show them a hundred homes. Um, if we have a good idea of what they're looking for, 
the power of the internet, um, high resolution photos available on every website and they could be loaded quickly. We can view homes, uh, dozens, uh, within an hour mm. of sitting there. Uh, a lot of, th- a lot of times what I like to do with the clients is we'll do our first meeting at the office. We've got a big 60 inch screen, high def TV, and we'll sit there and just go through listings. We'll mm. put a plot them on a map. Let's, let's oh, start to awesome. weed out, you know, let's go ahead and mm. pick a top 10, a top five and start there. And then if we don't like what we found on the first time out, let's talk about what we like, what we don't like, what we can live with, because ultimately uh, everybody has to decide where the home needs to be. Mm-hmm. School zones, usually a very important decision for a lot of people. And, hey, if you can identify a school zone, you've just narrowed your pool of, of, of homes right. significantly. Maybe to even a one neighborhood in some cases. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for us at least, when we've been looking, there's one neighborhood where we could live that would fit the other things that we want. That's right. So. And, and by identifying those critical uh, criteria for people. Um, if, if somebody tells me schools are the number one, you know, I want to be zoned for uh, for Bearden or for AL Lots or, you know, right. let's start right there. We mm-hmm. have the information that's available that, you know, most buyers don't even know they can find that information, but if they don't know where to find it, mm-hmm. you know, right. ask a realtor. Because you just nailed it right there. If somebody says, I want to, I want my kids to go to Bluegrass. Well, guess what? You have the ability through your multiple listing computer that you have that you click on a button and it brrr, it cascades a new search total. Then you put a specific number of bedrooms. There's all kinds of ways that the public site doesn't have that you can narrow it maybe even more, you know, closely to what you're, what they're looking for. But I think that gets missed sometimes the, the, the borrower and the realtor, that's what differentiates realtors. And that's why you're so good because you listen. Some people just don't, you have to listen to your borrowers, you know, isn't that big? Well, you have to remember at the end of the day, this is a home for them. Right. Uh, it's not for me, you know? Um, so what I think doesn't ultimately matter. Right. If you ask my opinion or my professional uh, expertise on, you know, what do you think about this potential uh, issue with the home? You know, I can at least tell you where to get the information. Right. Um, a lot of uh, realtors, I think, lose sight of the fact that we're working for the public. We're there to mm-hmm. help them find their home. Um, our job is, is, is simple. If, if, You'll listen mm-hmm. to what your buyers need and and mm-hmm. try to help them with that and and leave the rest of it to the side. That's right. Let's go on the other side of this uh, because the other part of what you do is you list real estate uh, for sale. So you have to market those uh, customers and those clients that you have and whatever you call them. I'm not sure, but uh, what? How do you prepare those l- listing people? If if you have somebody out there right now and they're listening and they say, "Hey, I need to list my property." If you've got all these buyers, I've got a house. Right. What, what are the, what's their steps? You know, step one, give me a call. Let's let's look at what we can online, and let's talk about what your goals are. Um, don't do a Zestimate. Please no, don't do a Zestimate. <laughs> and that's half of a realtor's job now is filtering the garbage yes. that is on the Internet. Right. You still need a real well, person backing yes. your transactions. Some exactly. of these these websites, you know, uh, and, and I'll, I'll talk about Zillow, Trulia, and Realtor.com. Obviously, you know, Realtor.com is, is a National Association of Realtors site, and you know, it, the information that's disseminated on there at least is controlled by, you know, licensed realtors. So a lot of times you can really count on what you see there. Some of these other sites are third-party sites. Um, they, they drive a lot of web traffic. Um, they're easy to use. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Zillow app on my phone. I'll admit it. Right. Uh, but I have it because I want to see what when, yeah. when, when the folks call me and they're saying, well, what is this estimate and this and right. that. Uh, you know, guys, these are. This is a, sounds like a dish. It sounds very good. <laughs> it's a computer algorithm. <laughs> Spicy dish. But, um, you know, uh, there is a lot of information out there. And one thing that I will mention very briefly, guys, is is the new MLS system that uh, Knoxville adopted last summer has been 
really a positive change for the for the real estate community. Oh, that's good to know. Well, now it's more interactive with the clients. If the customer, the client would like more information, uh, they can actually have their own portal to log into wow. the information source. That's incredible. So, and, and what I like about it is, like I said, now there's so much information out there, it's more important to me that my clients are getting the correct information instead of misinformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, in years past, we, we've kept this information private to ourselves. That's just mm-hmm. been the industry. And, you know, some of the listeners might even remember buying houses 20 years ago, 25 years ago, and looking through a catalog. Right. No, you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> and having one photo and, and having to wait for that realtor's schedule to allow. Mm-hmm. You know, now that information the, is out there. The horse and carriage had to take you to the property to actually <laughs> see it. No, but, but Mark, Mark, Mark had a good question, too. And calling you is, is the best thing for a potential seller, I think. Um, now, if they wanted to, you know, a seller, for instance, in a situation, call a realtor. I mean, if they get that realtor on the line and they want to know more, you know, if I'm a if I'm a potential seller, I'm going to take a lot of that first impression. I, maybe that's not the right avenue for me to go down, but that's just the way I am. I mean, when I hear somebody on the phone, I need to know that they have some stage presence because when they get into a bidding war or whatever potential obstacles that may come in front of me, I want... I want Tom Cruise in all the, the, a few good men, you know, that's, that's the kind of person that I want. I don't need somebody that's going to fly off the handle, not be able to handle themselves accordingly. So I'm looking for Tom Cruise or in Top Gun, whichever one you want. (laughs) But in the third segment, we actually are going to have someone who has worked directly with um, Robert and Scott. That's going to come on and share a little bit about their story. Um, And we'll continue talking about uh, all of the different aspects of the inventory and the real estate and so forth. But come back right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. My name is Kevin Ray. I am, of course, your host, and I'm here with uh, three folks that we are talking mortgages, we're talking real estate, we're just trying to kind of dig in, dig into what it is that um, you need to know when you're buying a home. Um, whenever you're looking to list a home, I think it's all important, all the things that we're discussing. And this is going to be a show that you definitely want to share with friends and family. Maybe you have a friend at church or a friend at school or a friend at work that you think maybe is getting ready to buy a home or, or considering selling a home. This would be a great free gift to pass on to them. And you can just, you know, email it. You can text it. You can Facebook it, SoundCloud it, however you want to get it there. And you can find that at thehousinghour.com. That's where all of our shows will be located. Um, And I do need to tell you guys real quick before we move on about a company that we feel very strongly about, and that is Admiral Title. Admiral Title, one of our sponsors, been around for a long time, and we enjoy working with them. They're not associated with Scott or Robert. They're associated directly with this show, but we find them to be a great company. There's a lot of choices out there when you're running this marathon, and you want somebody that can take the baton 
on and finish the race. And that's just what they do. Have a lot of experience in it, and they do a tremendous job. Admiral Title, 865-531-6060. And then also, we also need to tell you about one other company that um, just came along and partnered with us, and that is Prudent Energy Systems. Um, Scott Higgins, he is our resident expert, our energy auditor, our um, energy analyst. He's fantastic. Um, and we've been discussing the audit that we did on my home, and we'll be um, also sharing uh, the results of that we did on our show just last week. And we're going to implement some of the some of the suggested changes and just see how much money I can save per month. Um, it's really a common sense type of thing. You got a thermal envelope. If your thermal envelope, which is what protects your home from outside um, air, if it is broken and it is not functioning correctly, that is dollar bills, y'all, going out the door. So, uh, so Scott can help you identify where those problems are and in help you to correct them. So prudent energy systems, why don't you go right now to the housinghour.com, click on his name and you can get your audit done today. Well, maybe not today, but tomorrow, maybe. All right, we're back in here. And you know, I think one of the best things, this is uh, tremendous that we have somebody in studio that, uh, actually work directly with you guys and they happen to be employed by Cumulus. And um, if you don't mind, why don't you introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about kind of what your experience was. Sure. My name is uh, Brian Shoesmith. I had to think about that for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) No, but this is cool. This is fun to do a little radio with you guys because, uh, you know, I just uh, went through the whole brand new uh, home buying thing and it was definitely an experience, but uh, Robert Carter over here was great. I met both of these guys about two months ago. Mm. And, and you're already closed? Already closed, <laughs> got in and out. And see, that was another thing too. My wife is a school teacher and we wanted to try to find something over the course of the summer. Mm. And the market is really hot right now. I mean, at least from our experience, you guys know it better than I do, but uh, we had a couple issues where we saw something we liked and you know, either got outbid or somebody had made an offer before we even really got to check the place out. We'd see it online or something and we'd be like, all right. This one looks cool. And then by the time we got over there, there was already offer on it. So it just seemed like it was uh, real competitive mm-hmm. this summer. But it was great to work with both of these guys. Scott did an awesome job and landed us a nice new home here before the start of the school year. We haven't moved in yet, though, right. but we're working on it. I, I got to tell everybody, we are not paying him to say this. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. This is a great testimonial. Um you, this is your first time buying a home. It is. This was your first time buying a home. Yes. When you, when you finally... Um, were under contract, you know, and never all the the things were signed, all those things. Right. How long did it take for you to close? 60, 90 days? Uh, I think it was something along the lines of like 16, 17 days. Does wow. that sound right? That, That's about right. That is incredible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that is amazing because that's just very, very difficult to do, even when all of your ducks in a row. But I'll tell you what, the, the reason that probably happened is because Robert mentioned this in the first segment, is that when he issues a pre-qualification letter out to the realtor, he knows he's got his boxes checked. And these are the things that we've already put into place. We know that, that Brian, this is the things that we've got and he can do this. Um, and did you find that experience to be, because being a first time home buyer, sometimes you've got so many things coming at you. You're thinking about school zones. You're thinking about area. Talk about the pre-qualification process a little bit. Yeah, actually it went a lot smoother than, uh, both my wife and I were expecting it to. Mm-hmm. I, uh, y- you know, I, I didn't really know what to expect from the get go, but, uh, Robert pretty much had everything mapped out for us. Hey, hey you need this document by this time or whatever. And we would do that. And, you know, I worked through the summer too, so I was busy trying to 
work as well and uh, mm. basically just got everything in that he asked for and yeah. it was very uh, painless and awesome. easy and surprisingly you know like I said I didn't really know what I was running into being a first time home buyer and all that but uh, he made it run very smooth now when you were in the process you know you were sitting down maybe in front of that 60 inch TV that you have at your office or however it is that you guys looked at the properties um, did you find it uh, very very easy to first of all, communicate with Scott, because that's what we've been talking about. Sometimes you just, you know, maybe the person's just not listening to what you're wanting. Right. And they, so the, I mean, I watch HGTV too. And sometimes <laughs> I'm like, why are you showing them this house? That's not even near the beach or whatever. Yeah. But did you find that process to be pretty nice? Yeah. And uh, he was a great communicator, even if it was just like, as far as sending a text message back or being prompt on time whenever we had listings, uh, showings scheduled. It's not possible for <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, uh, but he, Scott Griggs, actually, he personally cared about our situation, wanted to find us something nice. And I think it might have taken with anybody, you know, um, a, a couple different showings before he kind of realized what we wanted. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you know, his he had his little portal thing and hey guys, I got a great one that just popped up last night. Let's go look at it tomorrow afternoon if you can do it. If not, we'll do it Thursday, whatever. And wow. uh, you know, I would get off work and in the summer you have a little bit more daylight, you know. Mm -hmm. And we would see like 10 houses after I'd worked all day. <laughs> right. Yeah, in the evening <laughs> or afternoon. So we were we were averaging about 10 houses a week there for about a month or something mm -hmm. and uh he was just on it, man, and you know knew that, knew that we were looking and that we were well, wanting to buy this summer and just well, he, knowing what was out there. That's a good point too, because when you talked about it took a couple of showings, you know sometimes you need to get somebody in a home and say, "Hey, here's what a four bedroom, three bath looks like right. with this many square foot. This is what it, it is going to look like without a fence or with a fence." This is what it's going to look like with a, a very slanted driveway or, you know, all those things. And until you can set foot into a home, mm -hmm. sometimes your criteria changes, right? I mean, that's sometimes oh, yeah. what happens as well. Yeah. And we even joked about it a couple of times because there were several different houses that we liked that, uh, you know, got to the point of being like apples and oranges. They were way different from each other. Right. But we'd get in there and we'd be like, yeah, this is doable, you know, so. Right. But oh, we, you know what? They should do a TV show about, oh, they already have one. You know, <laughs> you know? and I love that, that. I love watching those because there's such a human element. And that's what I'm hearing from you. It's like, you're like real people, your wife, you're, you know, as a teacher, you work here, right. you oh, guys yeah. are real people. And that's, that's also the relationship. I mean, you guys have struck up a friendship, all three of y'all now, right? Absolutely. Right. The uh, one thing that I enjoyed about his transaction was whenever we wrote up the sales contract, the uh, the listing agent actually called me and said, you cannot do this in this amount of time. Mm. And I said, you just sit back and watch us. Right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Well, and if that's the thing in the experience that that listing agent probably took away from it was maybe he or she had to work with other lenders and it, they just ran, got ran through the ringer and things weren't getting closed and you know what? That goes back to having a good team. If you want things to be cohesive, you need to know who you're working with. And, you know, that's so important. And for you guys, I think what I also hear is that, you know, now you're closed. You haven't moved in yet, but you have an opportunity because you got closed so quickly, you know, to kind of position yourselves to move in and not have to do it so quick, you know. Right, right. right. So. And we're actually doing the reason, the only reason actually that we haven't moved in yet is because we're wanting to do things like we've had painters in there mm. and, 
now they're working on the floors. We want to get the floors done before we start moving furniture in there, you know. So man, so we have a little time, a right. little play time, and a little workroom there to you know kind of get settled and make the place um, more ours right. before we get in there, you know. I tell you what, I wish I'd had a video camera to record this whole thing because even from the point of you guys looking for the home, looking for the home, finding the home that you wanted, going through that first loss, I guess you would say, because you got outbid or whatever, you uh-huh. know, and, and then, you know, now you're remodeling the home. I mean, these are so, such interesting human elements of this world that we work in. And, and I'll tell you what, that's why I love it so much is because, mm-hmm. you know, sitting across somebody at the closing and seeing what they go through and, and being able to hand them the keys, that feels good, doesn't it, Scott? I love driving down the street and saying, I sold that one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I know who lives there, you know, and, right. and, and, and the friendships that I've made yeah. over the years from this career is just amazing. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. The house is a very emotional item. The, yeah, uh, it it, it's fairly frequent. You'll see people cry at a closing table. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. uh, that's where their memories and that's where their family came from. Mm. The, uh, it's important. You know, you know what, talking about the, uh, that one situation too, where we were outbid. Um, if there's anybody out there listening, that's gone through that before, keep your head up because, uh, Scott did an awesome job. We bounced right back. We were like, whatever, we're back at it. And and we found a even better spot and a better location. We were actually in the money location we were looking for. Mm. And so it was almost like when that other one didn't pan out, you know, we were dragging our feet there for a minute, like, oh, we really wanted that place. But then a whole better situation ar- arose later. You know, you just kind of got to keep working at it. And that's a good he point. Was, yeah, very persistent to find you know by then he kind of knew what we were wanting and so mm-hmm. he was just watching it like a hawk and saying hey let's go check this place out or let's go check this place out and sure enough we both my wife and i decided we like this place way better than the one that oh, we were trying that we put an offer in originally so that's great well yeah. and, and so one of the things that you've done and you've been willing to come on this show because the biggest compliment that you can pay to people that you work with is by sharing your story and I mean, there's no money. That's priceless. And I know that, I mean, you have a big sphere of influence. And um, the reason that I like to refer my friends and family to Mortgage Investor Group, other than the fact that I work there, and to realtors like Scott, is because I know that it could go one of two ways. If you go this way, it could really get ugly. But that's why I want to encourage people. You need to work with Scott. You need to work with Robert because I know that path because I've been down it before. So you're telling people about the team here and, and what and what kind of benefits, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no fluff about it. Yeah. Stand by my word. Fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Well, do you guys have anything to share about that experience that, that he had? Because I, I mean, that's pretty complimentary. I tell you what, I would love to have um, a borrower talk about me in the same way. I hope that there are some out there, but I'm pretty impressed. I'll have to say. Well, I appreciate the words of kindness there, Brian, but I will have to, uh, to brag on them as far as, as customers go, they were very well organized. Mm. At least, especially your wife was. She showed up with her legal pad and pencil. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. was ready. She had done her homework. One of us every has to day. be right. <laughs> right. But hey. that 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 really made it nice to work with. But you know, and, and and Brian's wife and I, we communicated through the 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 portal on the MLS mm-hmm. system that I talked about very briefly. And mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping that that was a you know a, a positive experience for you guys having that Definitely. communication level. Mm-hmm. You know, we were able to send messages back and forth at midnight. You know, without mm-hmm. <laughs> calling over it, at the house too. It late. definitely is an active process. Mm-hmm. The uh, you're going to make it 
easy or hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. The uh, right. all you gotta do is listen to the guidance that's being given to you. Right. As long as you can follow those instructions, and it takes a great loan officer to be able to go out there and put down. I'm gonna put big bold letters out there for what you need, what's important, what isn't, mm-hmm. because it's only something you do typically three, four times in your life. Right. You know, yeah. I do it every day. The uh, and so does Scott. The uh, so you gotta well, have Brian doesn't, but <laughs> no, it was definitely experience, but a good one. Yeah. We're still trying to figure out what it is exactly Brian does. Yeah, he does a little bit of everything. It's <laughs> like. He's taking care of their website over here. He's taking care of all the technology and so forth. So that's fantastic. Well, and you know, you were just mentioning something, and I go back to the pilot, your pilot days. You know, you also act as an air traffic controller in a lot of ways because you've got a lot of powers that are going and intersecting and you need to make sure that people are at the right altitude or they might just pass out. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And yeah, there are certainly situations out there in uh, transactions where you could call it an emergency and it needs your absolute Mm -hmm. attention and you need to have a game plan on how to get from point A to point B safely. And there's a lot of... It's not just a house. There's a lot of money involved here, mm-hmm. and that's hard-earned money. That's it exactly does not right. grow on trees, and I understand that from the folks you know that are out there buying. That's awesome, and I mean that's why I think that you know the the customers that we have, we respect them. We understand how hard they work for what they're doing. And I tell you, we respect our listeners for sure. And thank you, Brian. Thank you, Scott and Robert, for coming in today. You can find the contact information of our great two guests on thehousinghour.com. Thank you guys for listening. And we want to thank Mortgage Investors Group also being our sponsor in our 25th year. And I want to mention, if you guys want to get involved with our uh, tournament that's coming up, go to www.swingforsaintjude.com. Learn more about how you can get involved for the children of St. Jude. We'll see you guys next week right here on The Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.